0: Welcome to Behind the Art, a podcast developed by Rockhampton Museum of Art. My name is Bianca Simovic, Director of the Museum of Art. In each podcast of Behind the Art, we unpack hidden treasures and activities of the creative sector with a focus on visual arts. Through conversations with artists, collectors, curators, conservators, researchers and so many more, they will demystify the world that is the visual arts. Join us as we take you Behind the Art. Today on Behind the Art we speak with artist Amber Countryman about her arts practice with developments and changes from 2019 to 2020 and what has inspired this. Amber Countryman is an artist based in central Queensland, best known for her meaningful public artworks and installations derived from diverse materials a graduate of the visual arts at Central Queensland University, Rockhampton, throughout the next half hour, hear from Amber and the inspirations that inform her arts practice. Hi, Amber. We've got Amber Countryman here with us today having a chat about all things arts, arts practice, and how are you going, Amber? Oh, I'm wonderful,
1: thank you, Bianca.
0: What's been happening? I think I don't think I've seen you the whole of 2020. It's been a bit of a strange start to the year.
1: That's because I've been living my retirement dream.
0: <laughs> I've been living
1: at home and I've been creating just about every day. So um, that might sound a little bit insensitive, but I do try to find the positives. And um, to be honest, not having to take kids to school and pick them up. And I've had to postpone my own studies because I've had to be sharing computers and things with children. Um, so I've just been home and don't want to go grocery shopping very often, so I'm home. What am I going to do at home? I'm going to make all those things in my visual diary that I've been wanting to make
0: and haven't had enough time to make, so that's what I've been doing. So it's been a busy, a busy 2020 start for you, a bit different, so yeah, you're normally juggling juggling motherhood and arts practice and and educational study towards Mm, your arts practice. Exactly. So yeah, a bit more of a focus this year. Yeah
1: it's been great actually I've been uh, loving it and being able to find most of the materials I've needed that I've just had at home anyway so I haven't even really needed to go out for that kind of stuff so yeah I'm more
0: of an introvert than I realised actually. <laughs> Naturally to most artists <laughs> exactly. perhaps. Exactly. Just leave me alone I sort of make stuff. So yeah. you as an artist what's you what's your practice oh. how would you describe yourself these days? These days see that's That's the thing,
1: because I have changed, I have evolved. That's okay, we're humans. Everybody knows me as Amber Countryman, the environmental artist, and that's because I was so driven and so out there and had a lot of attention because of that and did quite well. But um, last year happened and things changed and I changed again. And so now I'm a sculptor doing more small sculpture. I'm doing a few paintings here and there. Uh, I did have plans in place that have all been uh, postponed because of COVID. So um, when things, in the next month or two, we'll see if things ramp back up and I can, you know, get back in and jump on board with what those plans were and make things happen again.
0: So what was this big shift last year? What happened? A few things.
1: Um, There was a couple of massive professional opportunities. (laughs) Which hopefully we can delve into today. That I was offered uh, massive they were and I was very grateful to get them, however I lost them uh, and lost what was to come after them um, they were going to be platforms to leap off as far as I was concerned so they, they went and because I'm so passionate in what I do that hurt uh, and then I'm choking up <laughs> and then uh, oh, there was some family stuff going on and some personal relationships as well but then my daughter she had two surgeries scheduled and she got sick in between and they couldn't work out what it was and because she's got a complicated medical history we had I think it was four or five medical teams trying to work out what was wrong with my daughter and she's got a shunt in her brain and if things go wrong with the shunt they can die so I was was scared and uh, that stuff changes you so all those things all happened in the one year and um, I needed to make things, or I needed to process my emotions, I think is what it was. So all these things started coming out of me. And uh, unfortunately, I have to say, the environment got put to the side. It's not um, that I don't care about the environment anymore. It's part of who I am. I mean, it's just who I am. It's what I do. It's my lifestyle. But my art has become something different again. And uh, But that, that I lost my purpose. And that... That was another thing I had to deal with. Like, because that's, I'm here f- to do something in this life. I'm not just here to fill in time. <laughs> so uh, that was a, I had to work that out. What am I doing? What, who cares about this stuff that I'm making? Like, what does this mean? What is my point of being here? So then I had to process that crap too that I just load on myself. And then, um, so I, I, I kind of remembered when I went back when I was, um, the kids were young. There was this play group that I went to, right, and it was all um, special needs, and disability parents, and we all had a lot to unload. That <laughs> this was not a normal uh, play group, so um, we'd kind of just fall apart in front of each other, and everyone would learn about each other's lives and and uh, be grateful that your life wasn't their life, and all these things. And so the the sharing circle of women was. Um, had a big impact and that's kind of where I've come back to after last year is this sharing circle and the impact that that can have, that had on me and can have on other people. So uh, I think I have sorted myself out in the fact that yes, I'm processing and yes, this is my therapy, but that actually has something to offer other people as well. So, um, the plans I had in place that would have been happening now, except for this stupid virus, were, were a women's health um, circle of women there for the wellness of others, and so display place, um, shop front, and other therapies, including workshops and art therapies, things like that. So, that, that's kind of my direction, I think, now, and I'm living it, so I know that it's it,
0: it works so yeah so I, th- I think it's very natural that process that you've gone through and it's amazing that you have an outlet to actually process that through very as well cool for that. Yeah. so you went through more change in 2019 than oh, the rest of the world is feeling yeah. in it 2020 it feels
1: weird to kind of say oh I had a bad year last year and then like look what we're all going through like the whole world is going through this together this year yeah. so but, but you, you know had, it happens so you whatever. sort of
0: show that With adversity, you actually have strength and growth and... Oh, yeah. Well, you have to. I mean, every...
1: I mean, even issues happening in my personal life today, I'm like, whatever, man, I've been through worse. You know, like, it's just... um,
0: it does. it's like scar tissue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just builds up. It's like, Come on, bring it
0: on then I and can you, take you it. You are a pretty tough person though. You're a very resilient person. You are tough, but well, there's Yeah, the, but I've had to be that too. Yeah. I mean,
1: what's the what's the other choice? It's fall apart.
0: Yeah. No thanks.
1: You know, I'd rather use it as fuel and then and keep going from there. I'm not I'm not about to give up and and fall down and curl up in the corner. You know what I mean. Like no, no thanks. That's no fun to me. Like you, no.
0: And I've seen uh, because we haven't been having this social con this um, direct contact, and we're working more in a social isolation. I have been watching you on your. Facebook and, and Instagram. Never like anything. Never. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, and yeah, watching you work with your timbers and, and torches and grinders mm-hmm. with all the OHS practices that, oh, don't that even you talk always about see. Things. That's how Seriously, much I'm watching don't bring you. It up. See? Yeah. <laughs> I see all the oh, big girl. Yeah. So tell me a bit about those. What's influenced those? They were uh, early 2020, the wood of, carving yeah. chain.
1: Um, So my lovely Pop, whose name's Dudge Barham, was a very big community uh, member in Mount Larkham, which is, you know, just south of Rockhampton, about 45 minutes. Pop, uh, he was a a woodworker and a crafter and a collector and all these things, and and so was my Nana too. Nana's still with us. But um, so when Pop left, he left this massive shed full of wood and it's come time that we've all got to clear out the house and and all this kind of stuff, which is really kind of hard to do. We've got to sift through all their things that were well, all these memories from you know. It's anyway, it's hard. It's lovely and it's hard at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And um, so there's there's some pieces of wood in the shed that are being left there that no one else is claiming, and it's beautiful stuff. Some we got this. Big slabs
0: of burl. But I love the way you oh, look at the man. world. Look at you. Everyone else in the family's like, oh, no, I want the teapot or I want yeah, the rug. Yeah, have it, mate. And yeah. Amber's like, <laughs> I want that hunk of timber. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there's a story with it too. This burl was bigger than this table. Like It was huge off the side of this wow. blue gum tree. And it took my pop and Rolly, his mate, two days to cut this slab into slabs to, and bring it, sorry, bring it all back home again. So, uh, and burl is just... Burl, to me, is like amber. You know, the yeah, yeah. gem amber. Everyone likes diamonds, right? They're so shiny and pretty. I don't like them. I can't <laughs> see you a diamond yeah. girl. <laughs> so, for me, when you look into a piece of wood or a, or it has a, a chunk of amber, you're looking for stuff. There's details in there. And you're just searching through through things and you, you discover something different every time you look in there. So, when I see a piece of burl, It's interesting. It kind of relates to humans as well because we have a certain, you know, the first thing people see when they look at you, but then when you get closer and you get to know that
0: person. You're definitely a piece of amber.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And there's imperfections in there, but those imperfections are the details. That's what makes it interesting. So, um, yeah, so there's some beautiful pieces of wood there and I've never done wood carving before and I wanted to try So one of the issues I was having uh, last year was just felt like I was being walked all over by a number of people in my life and I was done. And I had people ringing me up asking me to do free work. You know, we'd love you to come and volunteer. And I'm like, man, i studied art. I've got a debt. You know, like, this is my, you know, this is my job. And and if I want to do free work, then I will come and do it. But please don't ask me because, you know, I have value. So it was was about valuing myself, really. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I, I come up with this idea um, of being a doormat. <laughs> and I thought, well, what am I going to make a doormat out of? It needs to have structure. It can't be floppy. What am I going to make it out of? saw this piece of wood leaning up against my back patio. I'm like, OK, I could make a doormat out of that. That's a rectangle. How am I going to put me in this doormat to be walked over? And how am I going to stop people walking over me? So it was going through all of these... Kind of processes. So it ended up being a self portrait of a, a female um, figure in the fetal position rising up out of this doormat structure with trip wires and spikes coming out. So it was, when it was in my head, I thought, gee, I hope I can do this. And then I bought some power tools because power tools are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using a hammer and chisel, I will give up before it gets done. So um, I bought these power tools and I had a go and I actually did it. (laughs) I'm like, man, I did that. (laughs) So I actually, that's another thing about being an artist. Being the type of artist that I have become is trying new things. I love that challenge and I love pushing myself beyond where I have been and just testing myself about, can you do this? This is what's in your head. Are you able to actually create that? So um, there's all these kind of things along the way in every artwork the stimulation that I get from coming up, you know, feeling something to forming it into an idea to then creating it to then telling people about it. There's all these steps that I take in there that make me feel alive.
0: And your so, material is so important to the actual concept. Like yeah. you, you relate that material to I the want, message. Yeah,
1: I want I want the material. If it can, doesn't always, but I want that material to be part of the story i don't want to make everything i make out of the one thing because i want the depth in the work it's not i'm not surfacing i'm sitting here i like no makeup on i got jeans on you know but whatever it's just not who i am to be beauty and that's it i mean yeah Naturally well, beautiful. What's good you know what are you I mean? talking about? <laughs> let's not that's try what... too hard. Let's find <laughs> strength in other areas, right? So, um, yeah, and that's how I am in my art. So I don't see a separation between me and my art anymore. It used, used to be the environment and me, and yes, I did love the environment. And that was, you know, bam, bam, let's get out there, change the world. Whereas the way it's happening now, and I will say happening because i have kind of going with the flow of, of – I'm just – feeling it and living it, I suppose. I'm not really determining a path in a way. It's just kind of... I'm just walking along the path. So, um, yeah, the materials to me, if they can have a deep, deeper meaning, if they can add to the story and add to the artwork, then, yes, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so the doormat. Mm. What ends up happening with the doormat? I'm going to uh, put it on display in uh, my little women's circle. So you finished it? It's done, Resolved yeah, that's it? been done for months, that one. So, But it's a, it's a unique artwork. You know, some things I make... <laughs> You've been saying that. I don't make them to think, how am I going to sell this and make no. money? Because I actually haven't sold any of my sculptures yet. Um, it, that I have an issue with selling. It's because... Okay, I'll explain it. <laughs> I'm not a consumer myself. I'm a very frugal person, who is a nice way of putting it. I just don't go out and spend money on stuff. Sorry, fellow artists in Rockhampton, my apologies. But I just, I'm not that kind of person. I don't think so, you need to apologise no, for like, that. No, yeah, I'm not promoting buying art. That's the thing. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Sorry. So um, I do have issues selling things to people. I don't know, it's, it's weird, eh? It's just not who I am to just go out and buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so that means that I have issues selling stuff.
0: You can trade and barter, though. You don't always have to sell.
1: Yeah, I get it. And that's kind of – I've got some art in my house and that's what we've done. But um, um, so I guess that's something that I need to overcome because if I'm to fund my lifestyle through my art, which is the (laughs) ultimate goal really, then that's something I need to do. So I have done some tribute pieces for the bushfires and I have put prices on those and then COVID happened. So who's spending money? No one's going to spend money. But I got game enough to put prices on them. So that was my overcoming that fear of putting a price on a piece of artwork. And buying into consumerism, is that the fear? No, because it was for fundraising. I'm not actually asking for that money for me. That yeah, money so that's to why go it was to okay. good. So that was a little baby step for me. <laughs> yeah. So then when this new venue opens up and we, we get our, our thing happening again, um, I don't have to be there to sell my art. I can put it there. Yeah. And I can put some information with it and a price and then not be there. So can so, you tell me
0: about this venue? What's this well, venue?
1: I don't know if I can, actually. Okay. It's there's a day spa, there's a naturopath, there's a yoga instructor. Oh, it sounds like my perfect home. Exactly. You have to come. So and then <laughs> tells out the me front, about it. And all the products that, that are sold in the shop, they're all it's either the company's started by a woman or they're ethical or they're plastic. Or, you know, there's something about each of the products. Or the handmade, whatever it is, there's something about them that's that fits. You know, ticks a few boxes. So, so. more to
0: come in Rockhampton, hey? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, it's happening. That sounds it's good. It's just we've, we just got shut down, so you know, what can you do? Pause. Wait it out.
0: Pause. Yeah, exactly. Extra time to develop. I've got some the more sculptures now, <laughs> so we're all good. And so you mentioned just briefly, you made some some pieces in relation to the 2019 2020. Um, Australian bushfires and, mm. and the drought. Can you talk us through those? They were extension from the uh, doormat? What, yeah,
1: because it's wood again and it's burl again from Pop Shed. But um, I just... The bushfires, so I wasn't directly affected. I live in town and that's fine. And, I, you know, very lucky there. But, of course, we we're all reading about it, weren't we? I'm on the phone every day looking through Massive. the news reports and whatever. Yeah. And uh, so being... Uh, ex zookeeper, ex wildlife carer. That's that's how I that was my career in the beginning was wildlife conservation all that kind of stuff before I had children. So that that stuff is still who I am. Um, and so all the reports on wildlife etc. I couldn't read them. I just I couldn't take it on board. You know how they say you got to watch your diet. I knew that if I read them, I would go downhill. So I didn't. Yeah. Um. But I would see the headlines. And so I knew things bad things were happening and I knew that people were struggling and animals were suffering. And, it, you know, it's all bad stuff. Anyway, so um, I knew it was happening and I was denying it. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Don't deal with it. And then um, I, wanted, I decided that I wanted to do something. And What am I going to do? And I saw this uh, wood carving. It's a little thing, small, about 20 centimetres long. And I think I bought it at a garage sale years ago for like two bucks or something and it's a leaf. And I looked at this leaf and I looked out the back door and I saw this big slab of bird out there and I went, it's a feather. (laughs) You know, the birds, birds because what got me Mm -hmm. was, um, birds were dying too. And I'm like, can't they just fly away? You know, like they're safe, just fly away. And, like, if, they, if they're suffering, all these other animals, like they're all just burning to a crisp, you know, and, and just... Oh, I remember I was at a, I was working at a wildlife park in Harvey Bay once and a koala was brought in that had been in a bushfire. And the fur on this koala was melted like plastic. And the skin, every time it touched the, the fork, you know, the tree fork that it was on, its skin would come off again. And oh, it was, I have was literal goosebumps bleeding. on my
0: body. Yeah, yeah
1: so... I still remember that poor thing. So, and that's just one koala. Mm. And how many, you know, how many
0: were affected in Well It ends up being over 30,000. Oh, oh.
1: Anyway, so um, so the burl that was there is bluegum. So bluegum, being an ex-koala keeper, is one of the favourite food trees of koalas. And so it was all just kind of came together.
0: I love these connections that you make <laughs> with material. They are so significant. Yeah,
1: so I just, I thought, well, you know, can I carve out a big feather and can i make it look delicate can i put movement in there you know can i burn this thing because can i make it look like a fire so it was all kind of these all these things that just kind of came in that i wanted to get in the one artwork and i did it so and it's it's about a meter long and about probably 30 40 centimeters wide and i thought well that's that's kind of a big piece if i'm going to sell this not everyone's going to have the space for that in their house anyway and it's I think it's worth quite a bit of money the wood alone let alone the amount of work that went into it and the fact that it is actually a tribute on this thing so so then I thought well how about I do some babies let's uh, breed this thing and we'll just make some more make it more accessible for other people so I've made made some of them so five uh, smaller feathers two that will you know be sold for fundraising two once this virus racks off and things get back to normal but um, while I was making uh, some of the smaller ones, because going back to that burl, you've got cre- uh, cracks and impurity, imper- imperfections in the wood. Some of, two of them snapped in half as I was making them. I see. I remember
0: seeing yeah. all of this online. Like,
1: damn, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and then I, and then I, I put it on, on social media, and everyone's like, it's part of the story. Don't get rid of them. Don't you know. And, yeah. just, and then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you guys are right. You know, like these, these there's been so much damage and destruction, and that is also part of the story of the bushfires. So one of them I just burnt more, and I really burnt it in half and charcoaled it right up. And another one I've tried to mend it back together with some micro-pore, which is that you know that white medical tape. Yep. As in you know part of the healing of the story that everyone is still going through now, even though we've um, moved on to COVID-19, people are still you know, trying to get back to a normal life. So the story goes on. But, um, yeah, so things, sometimes artworks evolve as you go through and sometimes it's not
0: all from the artist's input either, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's from those conversations that you have. So. The conversation, the way the material behaves. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. it's out of your control just like life, hey? Well, that's exactly right. Actually, I ran a basket working. We <laughs> <laughs> ran a
1: basket making workshop end of last year and... And I had to explain to the ladies, uh, it's a, it was chaos um, weaving.
0: Organised chaos? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, and so it's not, I don't do traditional weaving where you put this one here and you do that one there and then you have a straight, you know, in and out, in and out. I just don't find that boring. So it's more of a random weave. And I just said to the girls, you know, you have to let go of, of your vision of the outcome and you have to let the palm fibre lead you through this process like life and Whoa. they're like oh. so there you go you could facilitate a workshop yeah. and so yeah so that's where and then that back leads into the workshops that I would like to run in the future is, is bringing in those you know life likenesses and things like that um, into the art that you're doing and just kind of letting go in that space and the flow or the bliss or whatever you want to call it just be in it forget about all that other stuff and just kind of meditate in a way. That's what it is for me, is meditation. And, and a way of digesting, you know,
0: processing, understanding. Stuff,
1: expressing, get it out of you, you know, whatever. There's a lot. Art is not just about hanging a pretty picture on
0: the wall. There's so much more in it and everyone is different. So, yeah. And your work packs so much into it. It's, um, it's an interesting way how the viewer can start to understand it and and see what you see in it, what would you, if someone looked at your work, what would you want them to to notice, what would you want them to see? Well I would want them to relate in their own way to be
1: honest because I have my experiences but we all have our own experiences and just because I made this artwork because of this doesn't mean that the person who comes along and relates to it is going to have the same experience. You know, I want that artwork to go out into the world and have some kind of impact. So, yes, this is how it happened, but I want you to come and connect in your way, and it might be different to my way, or it might be only this bit or that bit. So I don't want to say how I want people to relate to it, to be honest.
0: But you've got such great messages. Hopefully they well, can. You, hopefully they can unpack some of that. Um, yeah. Some hopefully of that they get reference. that meaning. Yeah. From it.
1: And it, you do have to kind of dance a little bit with explaining that because you can explain every little detail, and be really proud of yourself as an artist, <laughs> or you can give a little bit. Yeah. And share a little bit, and then leave the rest blank.
0: And some of the onus yeah. is on the viewer to to yeah. ask the questions, to become informed, mm. to to do further research. It could be that they didn't know um, precisely what animal might be homed in that type of timber, Mm. but the elusiveness of connecting that to the bushfires might then connect some more knowledge Mm. to what might have resided in there as well. Exactly. So are you happy with how you've memorialised your pop or dealt with the timbers? Is there many timbers left? Yeah, there's a bit left. Um...
1: I wasn't impressed with the last one, actually. It was the hardest timber I've ever come across in my whole life. You could have told me.
0: <laughs> put a big cross on it next time, yeah, Pop. Okay? Out of but, bounds. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy that it's not going to waste because the termites are starting to eat it. Oh, wonderful. So, Please be careful with your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I bought a spray tin. So, no, it's just, I mean, he's put effort into going out and collecting this stuff and bringing it home and storing it for years and years and drying it out and all that. And he's done all the work. For that beautiful timber to go to waste would be a big shame. So I've, I do feel like I'm working with him in a way that it's a bit of teamwork going on, you know. So I hope he's
0: proud of me. <laughs> What's up for you next? Once we get through COVID, you've got some business well, ideas? yeah,
1: I'll delve back into um, the women's healing circle. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. And to be honest... I'm not, we'll just see what happens. It's not. Just if, let, if it's let, that let the path happen. lead
0: you, hey? Yeah, I
1: mean, I've, I've been driven for a number of years now and I think I'm just, it's time to chill out for a while and just enjoy life a little bit We're more. We're going to see a chilled amber. Man, I'm always chill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, not not quite so, not quite so driven. I just want to kind of put my feet up and enjoy. Explore. A little bit more, yeah. And doesn't mean that that's going to last forever either. We'll see what happens, I don't know. But that, that's the good thing is, I mean, I can.
0: Yeah. So why not? And you've got your study all resolved and... Oh,
1: no, I just had enrol yesterday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pay that fee. Oh, it's
1: awesome. Anyway, yeah, no. I just, I was really bad at IT, computer stuff. And when you're communicating with galleries and councils, <laughs> you feel like, just a a buff head
0: oh no no well
1: you do and that's just part of my confidence too so i'm just trying to learn a bit more of the the it and the admin side of things just as a confidence thing for myself that's all and because i I want to be able to communicate with professionals because clearly i'm not a professional oh come on (laughs) i want to be able to communicate (laughs) and um have them value me so i need to value myself so that's what that's about
0: well, Amber, it has been fun as always. Thank you, Bianca. Always good to unpack. Good for chat. Yeah, yeah <laughs> some of your ideas and, and where you've been and, and what that sort of shift and change and what drove that in 2019 for you. Mm. And let's catch up more in 2020 and see, see how your feet up, relaxing, travel the path that's ahead of you <laughs> goes. Yes, let's see how that goes. It'll be interesting
1: anyway. So, so thanks
0: for having me. Thanks, Amber. Mm, thanks. No worries. So that's it. Thanks for listening. We can't wait for you to join us next time we go Behind the Art. Behind the Art is a podcast produced by Rockhampton Art Gallery in partnership with the Queensland Government. Jump onto our website to check out all that we do.